Hello, this is the Tribe Stories, the curated sermons, conversations, and collections of poetry of the Tribe Lagos. The Tribe Lagos is a gospel expression based in the city of Lagos, committed to reaching the next generation with the message of God's love and grace. May this refresh and revive you as you listen. Please celebrate our friend in the house, Gaze Baba. We're so happy to have you. For the longest time, we've been meaning to have you. But I think this is the beginning of many great things. That There are some people that kind of understand our journey. And I think the way God has called us to do this work and express him, they are partners in this thing that we are called to do. And Gaze is one of the people that I know. He has a part of this expression. Um, Thanks for having me. Um, the tribe. It's a cool name, by the way. Thank you very much for having me. It's a pleasure. I've looked forward to being here and it's glad to finally be with you guys this morning. God bless you. Walk us through your journey in terms of getting into entertainment and how you've been able to keep it together, staying grounded, and um, if there are areas you've experienced tension with your faith and the industry. Sounds like a lot of questions. Yeah, like a lot. Um, I think before I go into like journey, the, the the biggest tussle right now is see if I'm supposed to be so I, I like breaking down Christian music, like Christian kingdom-centered, kingdom-minded music. I like breaking it down into three. I like breaking it down into temple music everyday music and outreach music all right what most of us refer to today as gospel music is actually temple music which is vertical music music that helps the people of god to worship god people who already have the gospel to connect with the god of the gospel all right but that is not carrying out the great commission because we are just keeping house so it's just housekeeping so we're in church, we're in church, we're leading worship, and you know, we're just there. But we're not reaching out, that's like outreach. Then there's everyday music. That's music about things that everybody goes through. Saved or not saved, born again, or you're yet to be born. Which, whoever you are, you go through it. The easiest example is love. That's the one that when people have these discussions, they talk about love but that's just one of the things that we should be making music about so the easiest example again is Timmy Dacolo that's the example everybody uses thank God we even have an example because he was not there we don't even have an example <laughs> so there's that but everyday music is you know about the last not the, the like two three years ago I was doing a lot of conscious music I was doing a lot of societal music you know little drops Wambiliki will be a safe Nigeria. I was doing all those songs. I've stopped now for a while because I was getting sad. <laughs> sad in the sense that you can't sing consistently about Nigeria and be normal. <laughs> As in, it's real. I've gone through it. I don't know how Fela did it. I think it's the weed that helped him. I don't know. No, but you don't know whether he was helped because he was always borderline. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm like, I kid you not. You just, there's just, you're just sad. Because you are, you are consistently making music about what's going on around. And there's so much bad 
and evil and borderline sick things going on. And so when you're, you're, I'm, I was saying, as in, this is 2018, Abby, I think it was around 2016, I just said, come. I don't do it again. So I said, okay, I'm, uh, so I'm doing like urban content, kingdom, sorry, kingdom content, urban sound now. But, so there's everyday music, so you can sing about, you know, your community, stuff about, you know, around you. Then there's outreach music. That's the one that I'm most passionate about. That's, that's, that's where I am. That's where you're supposed to be, by the way. You know, I, mean, I hope you know. So that, that one is like music with the aim to superimpose kingdom culture on popular culture. The flip side is for you to superimpose kingdom culture on popular culture, you have to have kingdom culture. And then you have to engage with popular culture. That's the tussle. The tussle is figuring out how to how to influence culture without the culture you are trying to influence. Without conforming. God bless you. God bless you. They're living the struggles. <laughs> <laughs> Without, without, without conforming. And the work has to be done. Those who are supposed to do the work, you know deep inside of you. You just know that temple music doesn't do it for you. You are not called to do that thing. Those who are to do it is fine. It's cool. It's okay. They are, they are the ones who are supposed to stay and remain in the holies of holies. Some of us have to get inside the outer court. Some of us have to, some of us, to, some have to get out of the court. <laughs> I think this is a very important point that um, if you have Christians who are not all do, who are not doing um, temple music, holies of holies music, they are no less a Christian because they are singing about reality or consciousness. We also need to have content in those places. Music is more powerful; it carries the spirit, and it's not just music. I also think it goes across the art forms. So even while um, um, Bishop Oedipo can write about faith for temple. You understand? If you have a, re- you have an understanding of how you can translate your the message and love in fiction to people out there who may not necessarily have no God, and so it's, it doesn't have to be a Christian book, but it just has to have Christian values. And God uses those things nonetheless to reach out to people. All right. So yes, I like the way you put it. But um, do you think that there is something missing? All right, because for us as Christians now, um, if you look at the awards, I think there was headings. My brethren were not present. Alright? I'm going somewhere. It is as though the, the, the content, the, the culture, the popular culture and everything is being dominated by um, people who really don't care what you listen to. They just want to use the trend and the language and the beats. And because they have a system, sometimes they have songwriters. They have a list of producers working with them. So they can e- easily make a hit by design because the structure is there. But on the flip side, we kingdom-minded people, we still play solo. And we don't understand that design that is required to take a music from studio to billboard or to or chat. I don't know which of them. So I, I need you to speak to that reality. How can, because Tribe, we're, is, we're very musical. A lot of people are here, write, sing. We all, they're expressionists. And it's important because we're not called to do church every Sunday. Is what we do when we are not here that is even more important to God. Yes. 
Because that's how the salt is, is, is actually, that's the effect of the salt. So if Monday to Friday, you're in Pulse, Guardian, all over the place, but there can, can the values of what you carry be reflected in the things that you do outside of here? So what we need you to do today is to take this kind of conversation and break out of the paradigm that we, there's, this is, to, in the 21st century, the mic is no longer the pulpit. Like there is, your platform, your social media platform is the new pulpit. So what it means is that it's democratized now. Everybody can preach a sermon. So don't wait for a sermon from the tribe. Preach your own and repost. But speak to that. Um, I'm trying to be careful and pick my words right. Um, I think God is becoming more deliberate Sorry, that's wrong. He has always been deliberate and intentional. He's, he's, I think God is getting his kids to be understand the purpose, understand the work, and then become more deliberate. I believe the tribe is one of the proofs of that. And because what has what has happened so far is that we and by we I mean the church and by the church I mean the body of Christ have lacked strategy. We are not we are not we have not been strategic in how we do the things that we do. And strategy and plan and understanding and all of that is what we are now beginning to you know try to understand how to put it in and how to use it and how to employ it and how to deploy it so you mentioned the headings and say brethren were not involved no brethren were involved but the brethren were not deployed let me put it this way hi there are two things I'm trying to be careful about. I want I want to call names. I want to give examples. I want to like talk, talk. Let's talk. But at the same time, if I'm wait now, if I'm going to like talk, talk, I want to be. I want to you know process it and be sure that I'm sure and I'm right. We're, we're very forgiving bunch. I know it's all you have to be forgiving. No, no, no. Don't worry. It's fine. Okay, I'm writing an article now. I stopped writing like a week ago. I just took a break. I'll get back to it. I hope that the article can be ready this month. The title of the article is... It starts with OFF. So it's OFF Gospel Music and Its Limitations. That's, that's the topic. And I'm going to like be linking military to kingdom music. And how we limit the entire... The entire army of Christian music to just one platoon. When we're supposed to have different platoons. Yeah? We're supposed to have different platoons. But the unspoken law, the unspoken way, or the unspoken culture inside the church is that everybody should play inside that one platoon. Yeah? So what happens is. Because we are a very 
we need models. We need models. We need examples. We need that 14-year-old, 15-year-old boy or girl who is starting to write, who is starting to see that I, I, I think I'm supposed to be in music. And that 14 or 15-year-old is also just finding himself or herself in God personally. Before that year, all of us just follow parents go to church. So it's usually during that teenage year, teenage years that we start to like discover ourselves, know God and all of that. So at that point, if you are say in church or in the kingdom, you need those models to show, okay, these are the things I can do. All right. Now what you see right now is that one plateau. So what it tells you is that if if the things that are brooding inside of you don't fit this, you are not supposed to make music here. You need to go out. So if if your Isha Ware Oh God, you, oh God, you, oh. you can't see it and you can't find the expression for it. If you're you can't see it there, you can't find it there. Alright? It means that to express what is inside of you, you need to get out. Yeah? Now, the, this is what me have observed and noticed within the, or I've, you know, between myself, the Holy Spirit, my thinking, everything, because I cannot put everything on. Whatever. What I've started discovered, or what I've observed is, you see, anybody, if you're like, you're a Christian, and you're not finding what, what, what you're finding inside of you, you're not finding it in the kingdom. You are actually supposed to go out. You're actually, you see, the issue is, you are actually supposed to go out. But what has been happening is people eventually or people have people who have had the the is it courage you call it now. Now it's not courage. What is supposed to happen is we're supposed to have the courage to go out and then superimpose kingdom culture on popular culture. Yeah? But because there's no no, no, I don't say platform. So it doesn't look like I'm saying churches are not allowing us to sing. Because <laughs> we are not supposed to need churches to allow us to sing. That's another thing. See, the church... The church... The church, yeah? Is really, really meant for temple music. Do you understand? Church now being Sunday service, church events, and all that. Not temple music, fitam. It's temple music that is needed in the temple. Alright? But all the soldiers of an army do not stay inside the country. Not all the soldiers in a country's army are based in the country. You are going to have people going out. You get? You are going to have people going out. But they don't go... Okay, this is what is happening. Yeah, let me, let me, let's use this analogy. So you have the Nigerian army. What is happening is that 
just before you ask, what is hap- what is happening is that when it when a let's use America since the Amer- no let's use Nigeria. What is happening is when in a, when maybe like a troop, a troop like six people, seven people, the Nigerian army deploys that troop to go to Mali, to go to Senegal, to go to Syria alone. Yeah? And they are operating there as a Nigerian soldier or as a Nigerian troop. Doing the bidding of the Nigerian army in that place. But because now the Nigerian army is not deploying and the soldiers who their skills are not meant for intra-country operations, these troops become redundant, become there's a word for you don't you don't know you're um, you're confused, you're disillusioned, become disillusioned, and then by themselves. What now happens now is no, you know I'm quoting. What now happens is it is not courage that now takes them out; it's rebellion that takes them out. And when they go out, they are now not operating there as Nigerian army. They literally become a Malian. So please put your hands together for that. That's that's ridiculous. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Um, and the reason why. I was fighting to bring these here. Is, is that so? It's two things. One is we're launching Tribal Mark, which is the expression for outside. But then, um, Gaze, the reason why I stopped is that I don't want us to go on this trajectory and not talk about you. The question I want to ask, Gaze, and, and this is very important, is that some people have the passion to go to the world, have not only music, in, in politics, in everything. But see, the God void in them is still empty. So, so you, you, so it's still empty. Oh, let's not. They have the sound, they have everything, but this God shaped void is what is still empty. And they now go to Mali, and see what Mali babe, and they off their phone. So my question is, my question is, um, honestly, so he's, he was in Casey. King's College, we went to Casey together. Florette. And don't beef. And I was impressed when he told me four years ago that he married a virgin. No, no, no. He's specific. How many years ago, sorry? No, 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 the years. You know when you say he married a virgin? It sounds like not just the wife. Yes. I was the wife. He, he, I was a virgin. He was a virgin. I was a virgin. I was a virgin. I got married. He was a virgin when he got married. And I was like, wow, Casey boy. Well, you don't also. I'm joking. I'm, I'm, this is not a him. Please forgive me. Now, but that, that for me is strong. That's a strong, that's a strong concept. It's a testimony of, of, of strength. So, my question to you is, how do you cope? How did you cope with babes like you? Small. Not much. Small. Um, um, on stage, he has good stage presence. He's okay. Um, He's he, he speaks well, he's, he's smart. How did you handle how did you have the strength to stay through? How did you do that? You okay. 
Um, two things. One, so I kind of like break it into two halves. Because I, I got into a, I got into like a covenant or like a pledge or like when I was 15. Yeah, I was 15. 2001, December. So I, got into, I, I went to this youth camp that I, I did not want to go. But I was forced to go by my mom. Because my elder sisters wanted to go and wanted my mom to pay for them. And she said the only the condition for her to pay for them is if they take me along. So they didn't want to, but they didn't have money. So they didn't have a choice. So I was a beneficiary of conversations that I knew nothing about. All these things that happened behind my back, they just told me that day that we're going to a camp where you're coming. I said, oh, which camp? So I didn't want to go. I mean, I was, I was, I just finished first term SS3. That was the, that's the year. Yeah, that's the year that no prefect can stop me from flying fence and going to why not. That's the year that no prefect can stop me from going to Cramo Beach or Bad Beach or San Jose. Those places are very bad places. Yeah. Please continue, sir. That's the year that you start to have conversations with prostitutes like, Standing eleven forty five. Eleven forty five. No those things. So yeah. you look forward to that year. I mean we went for the camp and I was I wasn't connected at all. I just hated everybody there. Because they all just felt like, you know, holier than thou. And I was the youngest on camp. Most of them were either trying to yeah, be the were either trying to get into uni. But then they had been announcing that those who are getting into covenant of purity. It's called covenant of purity, which is, so you get into this, you decide that you are going to keep yourself till, till you get married. Now, I need to say that that's what got me into the journey of preserving myself. But that's not what kept me. Because it was not everybody that did it that stayed true. But I'm just saying, that was what got me on the path. Now, at the time, where I'm going, where, the reason why I want to divide it into two so I can talk about both times is because this time I'm talking about, I did not have a personal, working, real relationship with God. I gave my, I really gave my life to Christ. Not, I've done plenty of other calls. But like, you know, you everybody knows the moment really that, okay, God, I hand over to you now. I want to live for you. It was in 2003, one year after leaving Casey. This experience I'm telling you was in 2001. So there was a two-year period where I hated myself for that decision. Because <laughs> I could not do things that I wanted to do. Because, like I tell people, I believe I, I, I felt like I was hypnotized <laughs> at the time. But in hindsight, I know that it was God. Also because I, I know now that there is a work for me to do at this time that I started to do late last year that I need that testimony to do. I've been going to secondary schools since like November last year. We've gone to four schools so far. KC, QC, Green Springs, and um, FSTC. And that testimony alone just, I, I don't know how to say it. It just, it just wins. It just wins them. It just wins them because see, there's a there's just so much. So, so it's more small. <laughs> so that's land. Because there's a, what I'm saying is there's a generation that is hungry for us, 
There's a generation waiting for us to get our acts together. And I say get our acts together because what we're supposed to be doing is discipling the next generation, not arguing about what the generation before us was doing or has done. Fantastic. So all the negos, all the debates, as in my house just born as I talk, all the debates and arguments on social media is a distraction. Big distraction. I'm not even here to say that is right or wrong. We can have that discussion on that day and I'll tell you why what you do with your money is your business and God will be okay with you whatever you do with your money. It's between you and your God. But that's not the issue. The issue is a, you see the devil is a bloody smart guy. Smart. We are distracted with the mistakes of the fathers when we are supposed to be pursuing the next generation. Fathers that we are debating whether what they did is wrong. They are deep. You see, people have done work. People have achieved. People have built structures. People have done stuff. And you cannot do that for the length of time that you have done it without there being mistakes. You can't check Mandela's life. The best of men are still men at their best. But these men have done stuff beside which their mistakes will pale. Now, these are men who started to build the things that we are criticizing now when they were our age. So build. So what are we so doing build. now? Which one are you building? So let's not, so, so we don't go. So, so there was the call on camp that, okay, those who want to get into the covenant of purity, the announcement had been going on on camp and all the while, I've just been like rubbish. What, what kind of thing is that? I just gotta lock myself somewhere. I'm not be able to do anything. Can I, you know when I'm going to get married? I wait that time. No, hell no. Parties will happen. Kids girls are dead. VF girls are dead. The Chinese girls are dead. Ah, can I just go and do myself like this? So that was the conversations that were going on in my head. So on the final day of camp, the pastor now called for those who had um, signified that they wanted to get into the covenant purity that they should come out so he could pray for them. So I'm sitting like I'm sitting in the audience. They those people walk out as they're walking out in my head I'm, I'm shaking my head like literally like i pity you guys because i i grew up in a christian home and i, I place an immense um, weight on a covenant you get i'd be like ah, you can't just covenant with god and just you try to have that mentality so i knew it's not something you play with so i'm like i pity you people so they all went forward he, the pastor prayed for them. <laughs> then as they started coming back, I can't, forget, I can't forget the experience, never. As they started walking back, the pastor said, those of you sitting down, tell these people walking back, bye-bye to HIV. I can't forget. It was, that, it was just that <laughs> sentence. It was just, immediately he said, tell the people coming back, bye-bye to HIV. That thing just started ringing in my head, bye-bye to HIV. And I just, it was very sudden. I just felt like, I have to do this thing. 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 And I kept, that was what God used. So I went with my elder sister. I said, give me paper and buy it. said, don't disturb me. Don't, don't. I said, I want to do this. Ah, she said, who has paper before he changes his mind? So she gave me, I wrote the pledge. I went to meet the pastor. I said, this is my, he said, okay, collector, you say you can go. I said, no. I said, I was not part of, I walked out too. Better pray for me too. <laughs> so he prayed for me. I got home. When I got home, December 30, 2001, 
then the veil the veil came off and i literally was like what have you done what the heck have you done now it also coincided with when my parents just got dstv that time dstv was not the way it was now it was the creme de la creme that had dstv that time so we used to i used to go to my neighbor's house to go watch dstv uh, 1925 we watch whilst that time and then so it, it that was also the period i got immediately it, the, the, we got a dish it was just myself and my dad at home my mom traveled and my dad did, my dad was not the hands-on dad cool guy playful i got all this play play from him but it wasn't the monitor what you're doing and all so i got to watch tv till late in the night and this he doesn't do it anymore then but at that time from like 10:30 they moved from 13 16 i'm talking on rating go to like 16 18 and on the days when my mind said then you are lucky but now you are unfortunate <laughs> it goes r18 and those r18 movies the she's like hi you remember <laughs> so i got, that was how i got addicted to porn at the, at that time so because my in my mind it was like akukunofi duan and satisfy myself watching it and then i became very desperate for parties i was desperately looking for parties why the word i don't know what the word is now then we used to call it quav i just wanted to so i was just i was like desperately looking for parties so but in fact I didn't find it. there was a when I gave my life to and three the party started coming <laughs> started party coming so before I gave my life to Christ but I was in the I was in the covenant for like two years it was the struggle was different the struggle was one of I hated the decision I hated the fact that I got into the covenant but it was I think God just knew that but boy But if I wait till then, you could all lose this thing before then. And what I want to use you for in like one and a half decades time, I'm going to need this thing. So I will kid you for these two years before you come to me. I think that's what God just did. So after 2003, which I think is the part that now applies to us, because I don't think there's anybody that's just really looking to have now. But so this is the difference so like 2001 2003 see like my porn addiction then it was i so i watch like x rated movies till maybe like 3 am i go to sleep i wake up as many days as i can be the only one sitting room there's nobody everybody has gone to sleep that that was when i was doing jam lesson i would wake up late but there was no more The second time 262. First time 187 or something like that. So as in I won't feel bad. That was the difference. After 2003, I the struggle with porn continued for quite a while. The difference is now when I wake up in the morning I feel bad. Before I don't feel bad because it was life. Now it's, the spirit is inside so you know that what you're doing you're not supposed to do it. 
Okay. But after I, after I gave my life to Christ, I think what helped me, what helped me the most was the, the people, my inner circle. That's, I think that's the biggest advice I can give. So when you say, how did I keep myself? Or how did I make, how, how did I keep myself till marriage and all of that? I did not struggle to, I did not struggle to stay a virgin. It was, I, I, it was not, I did not have a struggle until I was at NYC camp. <laughs> and by the time I was in NYC camp, I'd been covering for like eight, nine years. What I'm trying to say is, there was nobody who was tempting me. Every, every, my closest friends were in the same thing. My closest friends were of the same mindset. We were of the same mentality. We were of the same culture. Boys, girls, most of whom are married now. Which is why many times I'm on Twitter and I can't relate with a lot of stuff that people say today. I, as in, it's, it's bizarre. The discussions that happen on Twitter, the conversations, the thoughts that are behind the things that are tweeted. So I get, I, 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 I mean, people are having discussions even on marriage. And I can't, I can't relate with the things that are being debated. Why this has to be debated? Do you get what I'm saying? Like, why do you need to protect yourself? Because that's what it is. They're protecting yourself from your spouse. <laughs> why are you married? Up? So, so, so <laughs> the one answer to your question is just that the people who were around my close, I remember when I was in Ife, I went to we, my, the guys around me, the, I wrote sex talk, in fact, maybe I should do sex talk at the end of the conversation. That is a spoken word piece on, on sex. It makes sense. It makes sense. I wrote sex talk when I was in 300 level. I wrote it because I got a shock. I just started hearing gist about stuff that was happening on campus that I was not aware. So I was just, who went to Ife here? Anybody? Who are you? Nobody. There's nobody to shout great Ife with me here. You went to Wales. Oh, God, sorry. 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 So, I mean, but just picture like, like in Ife there were joints, like you heard there's Anglo Moose Park. There's a motion ground. Motion ground is where they take pictures during the day. So I realized, I just got to hear that there are other things that happen during the night. <laughs> just that, uh, I'm here one girl in my class, something, something happened. So I was hearing all these things and it was a cultural shock for me because I was in a safe cocoon. Yes, please, I need to hold your thoughts. You, you touched on something that I think you, you might want to speak to. So um, you, you wrestled on, on, on the 19th, we're doing um, every addiction, pornography, all of those things. Yes. Now, yes, because uh, there was this research that came out two years ago that um, Nigeria was the second second highest consuming country in porn content. Uh, we're just second to I think that was Saudi Arabia and US. We're the third. I think we're the third. Saudi Arabia is the. And my brother was shocked myself. So um, it turns out the Holy Land wasn't that holy. But that's a conversation for another day. So that Nigeria was actually third. And the funny thing is, even when you profile it. So questions without enough data penetration had significant um, consumption um, patterns. So um, there is a, there is actually a carnage of addiction that the enemy is like an onslaught of porn addiction that young people are wrestling with. 
and, uh, and drugs. So I, I don't know, you know, I want you to speak through the practical things that a young person that might be hooked on this thing can take as his journey out of that place because, you, you know, we are completely redeemed in our spirit. But the mind sometimes needs to be renewed to that reality. And then there is wisdom not to put yourself in vulnerable position or uh, where you can compromise or whatever. But if you have some, in your own journey, how God used, how God helped you out, perhaps it could resonate with one or two people who just might take it up as their own journey to redemption. First, I, first thing is not to, the first thing is not to wallow in guilt. That's the first. Because you realize I realized that so this is now after giving my life to Christ and then I fall it takes maybe like two days to be able to muster the courage to pray or to get into the presence of God or to just come in with God because you just feel the earlier points you first feel unworthy but after a while maybe you don't fall different times it's not even the the feeling of i messed up there's i think there are two there's there's the i messed up feeling then there's the i messed up yet again feeling there's that one of i thought i was over this there's the guilt of sin you fell into sin yeah but then there's the one of because you've fallen a couple of times and you gather yourself back into the presence of God, God cleans you of guilt, and maybe some weeks down the line or some months down the line, you fall again. It's it, it's it's depressing, it's demoralizing because you you feel like I was over this, and then you realize that the enemy can still get me with this so the first thing is to know that once you give your life to christ you are no longer a sinner this statement this we are all sinners in need of grace no we are not all sinners in need of grace we were all once sinners in need of grace the moment you encounter grace and you accept christ you are no longer a sinner. The righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That's the gospel. Yeah? Regardless of what you do. It's a tough... It's a tough message. It's tough because some people... With some, you know, some our fathers know this truth, but they're afraid that young people might hold we'll on to mess it. up to it. Yeah, and not want to change. They'll just say, I've been saved by grace. I'm the righteous and you're still in that vomit. You're not saved. Anybody, truth. If you hear, if you accept Christ as your Lord and Savior, and you start to live for God, you cannot stay in the vomit of sin. Your really, your nature has changed. It is because your nature has changed that you feel bad after doing something bad. If your nature hadn't changed, you wouldn't feel bad. I'm a perfect example. I started struggling with porn. In fact, sorry, I did not start struggling with porn. I got addicted to porn before I gave my life to Christ. It became a struggle after I gave my life to Christ. It was not a struggle before. It was life. 
I did it with my chest. <laughs> it was, there was no, nothing was making me feel bad about it. After I gave my life to Christ, it became a struggle. The fact that you are struggling, that it is, you are feeling bad about it. God is at work. That God is inside you. The Holy Spirit is inside you and is doing a work inside of you. Yeah? So, know that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Yeah? Let me use Paul as an example. You are not more righteous the day you did not fall than the day you fell. You are not more righteous. You are not less righteous the day you fell compared to the day you did not fall. If that could be the case, then it would be your righteousness, not Christ's righteousness. You need to first know who you are. Know your identity in God. Then you will know that it is not your behavior that determines your identity. It is not what you do that makes you righteous. Because if what you do could make you righteous, there will be no need for Jesus to come. Jesus came because we could not buy ourselves salvation. We could not get ourselves righteousness. If you can get that, understand your identity, the first thing that comes with it is freedom. The first thing that comes with it is freedom. And that's what it means when, it, when, when the Bible says, I have come that you may have life, or I have come to set you free. Those two scriptures. The one that this says, It's for come freedom to, that Christ has come to set us free. Do you, you get what I'm saying? What is the gospel? Gospel, and I heard this from Creflo, is big on the message of grace now. The gospel was a word that was not often used in the days when they started using the word, the days after Christ had left, because the gospel means good news. It doesn't just mean good news, because good news, I bought a car, that's good news, not that type of good news. It is good news that is almost too good to be true. That's why you are struggling with this thing I'm telling you now. Because it sounds too good to be true. Yeah? Because, because we, are, we are men and we understand cause and effect. We understand legalism. We understand all of that. That is why it is difficult for us and also because of how we have been taught in church over the years. That's why it is difficult for us to conceive and accept that if I f- if I'm I'm in Christ, I am in Christ, but I make a mistake today. I am not less righteous than I was before I made that mistake. The blood is there to cleanse. The blood is there to cleanse. I can still come boldly to the throne of grace, where. I will obtain mercy. That is the place you are going to obtain mercy. Which is why you have to still come boldly to the place. The, the reason why I'm hammering on this is because it's not a function of practical steps. Because if I give you practical steps now, it's still what you do. It still don't be in the, and I know you have heard it. 
Don't be in a place alone. Don't be in a if you have been if you are if you have an addiction to anything, there's no way you'll have heard this thing before. Don't be in a place alone. Don't be in precarious situations. Don't we can talk about those ones. But this is germane. Because this deals with your understanding of your identity. If you understand who you are in Christ, then the devil cannot deceive you into thinking that your behavior has made you lose your identity. Okay, uh, there's so much said. Please clap to that. Um, I think it's a, it's a good place to pray. I think this is what the gospel is. Everything God has accomplished. We're starting from the finished works of Christ. Though your life is not perfect now, you cannot believe the lie of the devil. Uh, we cannot de-emphasize truth because people can take advantage of it to live a lie. And if the day you realize grace, you take advantage of it, then you're not, you, you didn't quite get it. You can never get grace and you abuse it. Alright, so I want us to close our eyes and um, to pray. One of the points that Gaze has said is becoming aware of who we are in God. Becoming more aware of the truth of the gospel. So I want us to pray that even in your life, perhaps there are areas where you're not living out the truth of the gospel. So you're struggling to live in Christ because you believe the lie about who you are not. I'm praying that today God will open your eyes into the realization of who you are in Christ. And that transformation begins. You see yourself as God sees you completely redeemed in Christ. That events in time cannot negate, cannot invalidate the power of the cross over your life. So look not to your past or your struggles. Look not to your, look to your Savior. You can log on to thetribelagos.com or email us at hello at thetribelagos.com Follow us on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter on The Tribe Lagos. God bless.